up? What's up? What's up? We are back. I just realized how generic that was. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode two. Holy crap, this is going to be a long one. Get ready. I hope you guys are ready because it's going to be one long one. And we are going to hold not a goddamn thing back. Hell no. Wait, what happened? Taylor, we are live. I know. I got you. Ain't no holding on. I can't hold on. <laughs> no, I said hell no. Oh, you said hold on. I'm like, girl, we are live. Ain't no holding. <laughs> hold on, I'm not ready. <laughs> well, this is going to be one very, very long podcast. Not very long, but I say about a good hour. So get ready. Because a lot has happened in the past 24 hours that we need to talk about. But first, before we actually get started with our raw 25 review thank you guys for subscribing listening to us and all you guys' feedback i'm sorry my phone is going off in the background because now we have two twitters on my phone so are you gonna be hearing a bloop 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 all throughout this freaking podcast so i hope you guys are ready for that um but thank you for everyone who like messaged us and told us you know how you guys like the podcast thank you because trust us I was nervous for episode one, but I'm so glad you guys liked it. I am so glad. Thank you. 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 Taylor, do you have anything to say? Because I know I'm totally like going, like <laughs> taking over. No, like, honestly, I was really overwhelmed by how much like support we got from it. And it just like, like on my, on my channel, it's the first episode almost has a hundred views and it hasn't even been a full week. And like, I'm just amazed at how much people are like, Oh my God, like, I love listening to you guys. And I'm just like, you like listening to me? Like I get smiley, but me, <laughs> but no, like it just, it just amazes me how much support we're getting. And I can't thank you guys enough because we wouldn't do this without you. Because then it would just be us talking to ourselves, pretty much. Yep, it would just be us talking shit to our to ourselves, which pretty much we do on a daily basis. So I'm so glad. I'm so sorry, guys. My dog decided to play with her toy as I'm recording. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so first and foremost, again, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so let's get to it. First, we have breaking news. First, let's get to the breaking news everyone's been talking about for the past 24 hours. Enzo Amore has fucked up and fucked up big time. What I mean big time, I mean big time. So yesterday before, maybe about two, three hours before everything was supposed to happen, a girl popped up and said that Enzo Amore raped her in October and she just now decided to, like, she posted pictures of the conversation with Enzo Amore's friends and trying to say that pretty much since October, she's been, you know, keeping this big secret. And that kind of just went all the way downhill. Like, she posts, like, first, she, like, uh, I can't even get the words out. <laughs> <sighs> it's a very serious subject. So afterwards, about an hour after her accusation, Enzo got suspended indefinitely but then this morning well sorry afternoon when i actually woke up 
come to find out Enzo Amore has been fired from the WWE. He has been released, and still we are left more with questions than answers. Taylor, how do you feel about this? What do you have in your mouth, Kira? I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, like, as Smiley and I have both had our personal experiences, but regardless, I don't... See, I'm divided because people are saying, well, one point she... Um, during her stay where she's at a mental facility, a mental hospital facility, she was on her phone supposedly. I, this is just what I've heard, so take it with a grain of salt, what you will. But that she was like on her phone, and people are like, well, if you stay, most mental facilities don't let you be on your phone regardless of how long you're there. And she was supposedly like tweeting or on some social media during this time that she was supposedly in a mental facility. But at the same time, I'm on the other side of the fence too, where I'm like, okay, like, why would you make something like this up and like cause so much trouble? And at the same time, Enzo too, it was also rumored that um, he failed to report being investigated or talking to police twice so and plus he's fired now so why would wwe go through all that just to be like oh well maybe he did this exactly like i'm not like i don't want to call her a liar that's not what i'm trying to get out here i'm just telling from what i've heard from both sides so i just think it's a really fucked up situation and i but i'm glad wwe as a business made the right decision by letting him go because mm-hmm. otherwise it kind of looks bad on them like they don't care how they how their um, superstars are portrayed and the thing i saw on twitter which kind of pissed me off was the whole um well roman reigns is accused of being on steroids Okay, being accused of using steroids and accused of raping someone are two different things. Exactly. Because as much as, like, people bag on Roman, if it ends up being true, I'm not going to be, like, horribly upset about it. Which there still has not been any proof that he did anything. Because someone came out and said that he bought him from. And that, to me, that's not enough proof because anyone can say that. But... The fact that it's backed up by the police reports, what she's released, and the fact that WWE fired him, it's not looking good for him. It's not looking good for him at all. At and, all. Ugh, I just think it's a really fucked up situation. And if it ends up being true, I hope he he's going to get what he deserves in the end. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very serious, serious accusation. Very serious conversation. And I hope that if this is true, I, I hope Enzo gets the help that he de- like doesn't deserve. But I hope that he does, you know, get punishment for this. Because from what I'm, from what I read, the details that this girl went into, they were gory details, were very, very like to the point. And I was just like, oh my god, if he really did say that to her and do that to her, this guy is a dick. Like he's a di- like he kind of has been a dick since he decided to go off the 205 Live. If you have not seen that video with The Miz, and pretty much Miz telling him that 
when he goes when he went to 205 Live that pretty much that's the only reason why he went to 205 Live because no one know what to do with fucking Enzo Mori. He was kind of telling the truth. He kind of told Enzo about himself. And of course, Enzo didn't listen. He kind of let his ego do the talking. He started to get all this money and he kind of turned into a big, huge dick. He forgot how he got famous and why he got famous and stopped doing it for the fans and started doing it for the money. And I'm kind of glad that he got fired because now maybe he can, you know, humble him fucking his fucking self and, you know, actually, you know, start to realize that maybe, maybe he's a fucked up person. So maybe it's he's the problem and it's not everyone else like he seems to think it is. Okay. <laughs> At least the, that's the vibe I've gotten from him. Exactly. Like, I'm starting to see, like, maybe he needs to realize that it's not like you're, you're stupid you're a dick and you kind of get what you fucking deserve i'm sorry my dog is in the background just playing and having a fucking ball <laughs> i am so sorry <laughs> she decides right now to be decide to fucking play with her toys and shit i'm so sorry guys so all right so now we got out of yeah now that we got that out of the way let's talk about raw 25 oh man <sighs> well it started out with um the family family vince and shane and stephanie mm-hmm. and i i just thought i just thought it was hilarious i don't know maybe it's just me but i thought it was hilarious how like they were like oh we got you a plaque and vince is standing there like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like that's what you got me <laughs> and um pretty much he started to go on and on and said you know it was just me i didn't need anybody i did this all by myself and then the glass breaks and, and everybody loses their damn minds including myself oh i marked i'm not gonna lie guys i marked the fuck out I marked the fuck out. Holy shit. As I'm marking out, all I could think of is last week when we were like, it was me all along, Austin. And I'm like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. By the way, we are are never allowed to do another Vince McMahon impression ever again. (laughs) Ever again. I don't think he was, he was very happy that we tried to do, like. Amir was happy, but he was like, never again. Never do that again. And we were just like, oh. we he's said it sucked, so. But he's like, no, just don't try that. Exactly. So we're never doing another Vince McMahon impression, guys. I hope you guys are <laughs> But when the glass broke, I pretty much lost my mind. And here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. My child, I started to have flashbacks of my childhood, seeing Stone Cold come out and just whoop everybody's ass. So then he gets to the ring and he's staring at Shane, staring at Vince, and Vince tells him, you know, gives him, you know, the I'm an old man thing. I live in a retirement community now. I have old bones, and everybody's going, what? What? And they're all, you know, on point. Like, no one's off me. They're all like, what? What? (laughs) I'm like, I love this crowd. Yeah, the crowd was fucking into it last night. I was like, yes. Oh, finally. Wonderful. So then, out came the, was it the beers first? I think he uh, shook Shane McMahon's hand. 
you know, threw his hand up, you know, pointing at Shane. And then all of a sudden, Stone Cold Stunner! Stone Cold Stunner to Shane! Shane gets a stunner, and I'm just like, yeah! So then here come the bears. So, you know, he grabs the two bears like usual, hands one to Vince. Vince is scared to take it. He opens the bears, clinks them, pours them, and then Vince gets a stunner also. And I lose my damn mind. So then, of course, he grabs two more beers, clinks them together, and just downs them all down his shirt, throws them everywhere, and it was amazing. And then Shane gets up, has a beer with uh, Stone Cold, and then he gets another Stone Cold stunner. But this time, the beer goes flying out of Shane's mouth, and I'm just like, my childhood, my childhood, my childhood. Oh, my God. It's Bro. back. It's back. My childhood is back. Oh, my God. Never leave me again. <laughs> You know, for how, like, he's not old, but for how old he is, like, in the wrestling business, he still looks decent, like. He looks very, very good for someone who's literally, like, in maybe his, like, 50s, maybe. He looks pretty much in his 50s, I think. So then we go back to the Manhattan Center. Now, from what I'm hearing, this was the worst idea WWE has ever had to have two different stages for one night first you had the barclay center where they were they were recording monday night raw and then you decided to get the manhattan center where raw first appeared 25 years ago this was a horrible idea because you brought out two of the best announcers in the bear business jerry the king lawler and what's his name again jr jr yeah jr you brought back two of the best announcers in WWE to have them barely do shit for three hours. Shame you on you, WWE. Shame on you. Shame. Shame him. You hear how much uh, front row tickets for the original stadium were? I'm hearing it's about a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's what I heard. It was about it was about a thousand dollars for front row front row tickets. Some people actually sat uh, actually paid about um, eight hundred dollars, I think. Some it, it just some some of uh, some of it, yeah. Some of them uh, paid eight hundred. Some of them paid a thousand. So I have to say that was just it was not good. It was not good. It was not good at all. That was that was that was a horrible idea. I don't know why you guys decided to do that. That was a horrible idea. Yeah, so then, like... yeah. So then we go to uh, we go to the Manhattan Center. I think, yeah. Nope, not yet. First, we had another absolution, and all of them eight women tag match as usual. Yeah. It was boring. But the worst thing of it all, oh, the worst thing of it all was that this match actually went on through while there were fucking commercials. They went on at least three commercial breaks during that whole match. You go to, from commercial break, you come back for less than three minutes and go back to commercial. And then when we come back to commercial, the match is over in less than 50 seconds. Yeah. It- what? At, at the best, I would grade this at, like, a C match because, well, at first I marked out because I thought when they said the eight women, like, tag match and 
Paige is standing out there. I'm like, oh my God, she's cleared to wrestle. And I was like, fucking marking out. And then, no, I I, I got my hopes up for no fucking reason. Yeah, I saw her out there. I'm like, eight women. Wait, what are you talking about, eight women? Because all I saw was Naya, her, uh, all I saw was Naya and Absolution. I'm like, that's that's weird. That's weird. That's eight women. Oh my God. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I was counting out somebody. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. wait, there's one, two, three, four, five of them. Paige is not wrestling. Whatever. So then I stopped caring. So then it dragged on too long. I thought like there was no need. Like I understand like a two commercial match. I could see that, but like three commercials and then you ended at fifty seconds in. A damn shame. So then pretty much it ends with Sasha Banks giving the bank statement on Alicia Fox and she picks up the win. But then after the match, Oscar turns heel on all her on her team of Sasha Banks, Mickey James and Bailey and throws them all over the rope, over the top rope. So pretty much the announcers go, is that what we're going to see on Sunday? I was like, oh, dear God, please, no. Please, God, no. I am so sick of seeing this woman win. Like, I know you want to keep her, you know, winning and winning and winning because she's like the first female wrestler champion to be have an undefeated streak in NXT and have an undefeated streak on the main roster. But Jesus Christ. This woman needs to lose, and I need her to lose right now. I'm sick of it. I am so sick of the Oscar hype. Oh, my God. Drop the fucking undefeated gimmick or whatever the fuck they're doing with this. Because, like, I agree with you. It's over the top, and it's stupid, and it's boring. Like, okay, yeah, she's going to win. All right. What's the point of the match, then? Right. Why have a a match if she's just going to keep winning? Why? Why put her in a match if we already know what the outcome is? If you put her on a team match, she's just going to keep winning. Like, it's annoying. It's annoying. And if she wins the first ever women's World Rumble, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to throw something. Ugh. I'm Come secretly on. hoping that the, that um Becky comes out of nowhere and wins this, and then it's her versus Charlotte. I think that's what I'd like to see out of this, but I don't think they're going to do that. Oh, you know, WWE is going to screw us to hell. From what I'm hearing, it's not going to be any of the girls. It's going to be a <sighs> Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I don't think so because she's filming a movie during WrestleMania. No, she's filming during the Royal Rumble. My bad. Yeah, she's actually filming a movie during the Royal Rumble, so she will not be in attendance. My bad. So actually, I don't know who's going to win. That's a good fucking question. I don't know who the fuck's going to win. But I'm hoping it's somebody other than Asuka. So, whatever. Next. So then we go to the man. Oh, first we go to the backstage reunion. So we have a reunion with Jonathan Coachman, the Brooklyn Brawler, Teddy Long. Holla, holla, holla. (laughs) The Boogeyman, the Boogeyman, Brother Love, and Harvey Whippleman. It was amazing to see all of them, including the boogeyman i was the only one who like am i the only one that's saying that the fucking boogeyman looks good for 53 years old the man is 53 but still has an eight pack like he's 20 yeah he doesn't look 53 i was like you age or do you just stay like that i'm just like oh the boogeyman looks good even though he has live worms in his mouth still creepy as others still giving me nightmares So then we go to commercial and pretty much they're saying that The Undertaker is returning. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. So then we go to come back from commercial. We are now at the Manhattan Center. 
The Undertaker makes his first TV appearance since his WrestleMania loss to Roman Reigns, and he goes in the ring and pretty much telling his, pretty much telling the WWE Universe that his, all his old foe, his old foes from Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley to Kane, but now with all his enemies laid in the earth behind him, He's declared that it is truly time for them to rest in peace. He says, and I quote, I declare for all of those who have fallen, it is truly time you rest in peace. And then walks off. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you trying to say? What the fuck was that? At first, I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, shit, is this where he, like, officially retires and I'm, like, preparing myself? And then he just said that, and I got really confused. I was so confused. I'm just like, so are you retiring? Are you going to have another match? By the way, everyone started chanting, one more match, one more match. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. He does not need another match. No, 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 no. No, 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 he doesn't need another one. And by the way, when he actually came out, he was not wearing his regular coat, hat, all of that. He actually kept kayfabe, because if you did not know, last year at WrestleMania, he left all of that in the ring after his match. He actually came out in, like, old school Undertaker and just the whole hood, coat, cape thing. He came out in that, and I was just like, oh, he kept kayfabe, yes! It was amazing. So, then that, we go back. What were we saying, Taylor? No, I just thought it was one of those segments, like, that was done really well. <clears throat> oh, my God, my voice. That was just done really well last night. Like, I didn't understand the promo, but, I like, how he came out, how he kept, like you said, how he kept kayfabe. I thought that was done really well. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was, it was, a, it was a nice to see Undertaker, but it still made no fucking sense. So then we go back to the Barclay Center, and we are now backstage with the APA. Rhino and Heath Slater are having a poker game. And, of course, Heath Slater is losing, losing badly to the APA. And pretty much he loses money, and then he goes, I got kids! <laughs> and then JBL goes, yeah, and then daddy is broke. So then someone slaps down just a stack of hundreds. And everyone looks up, and the camera slowly pans, and it's Ted DeBias, the Million Dollar Man, and I'm marking out. I'm like, ah, it's the Million Dollar Man! Speaking of Ted DiBiase in April, and if you live anywhere close to Wisconsin, Hornswoggle is hosting his show at the Bucks Stadium in Oshkosh, and Ted DiBiase is going to be there, as long, and, and um, MVP, too. Very so, I'm so excited. I hope I can get off of work for it. Very but anyway, good. continue. I was, I just got excited. So then I saw him, and pretty much he says, you know, so what's your bet? And he does his evil laugh, and then JBL go, JBL's like, the million dollar man, and some, some, some. I can't remember what the hell he said. So I got excited. I was just like, ah, yes, 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 yes. So then we go back to the Barclays Center, and all the General managers of Raw were honored. So we had Daniel Bryan, Real King, uh, William Regal, Eric Bischoff, and John Laurinaitis. And I'm just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys are missing one. 
There was another raw general manager, and you guys are fucking missing her. Yes, you're talking about fucking AJ Lee. She was raw general manager. So, like, how long did that last? I can't remember. It wasn't very long, but... I want to say, like, two or three months, but, yeah, no, you're right. Still, like... She was a raw general manager. I understand, you know, you don't didn't want to bring her back for shit because of her husband, but still, not fair to the rest of the fans. Not fair for us. Not fair at all. Not fair. And pretty much they didn't do anything. They just stood out there, waved, waved, waved. And I'm just like, well, that was that was they, bullshit. So then while they were out there, we had uh, the Miz and the Mistrach make their entrance, and the Miz and Daniel Bryan have a stare off, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes WrestleMania, yes, 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 make it happen, make it happen, yes, 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 I want it, yes, yes. <laughs> that they this feud has been building since 2010, I feel like. It kind of has, and like with the whole stare off, I was just like, can we, can we, can we, can we? Please. <laughs> please. Please carry him so he can beat Miz's ass. Please. So Whoa. then we get the Intercontinental match, Intercontinental Championship match with Roman Reigns and the Miz, and it was a glorious ass match. I'm not gonna lie. Best match of the night. Barely one of the it was like only what how many matches did we have that night? Only like three or four? But this yeah, one was a shit. This was a fucking shit. This was the best match. All night. All night. It was. That ending was amazing. Pretty much, she found a way to beat Roman Reigns. Um, Roman was outside with the Miz Taraj with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Miz actually exposed the middle turnbuckle. And pretty much after that, uh, Dallas and Axel got banned from ringside. Miz sidestepped Roman Reigns. And with a, uh, Reigns went into, uh, sorry. Can't use my word. Roman went headfirst into the steel turnbuckle, and with a skull-crushing finale, the Miz became an eight-time Intercontinental Champion. Now, in my head, I was like, "That's good for him," but I'm just like, eight times? Like, that's the only title you can ever go after at the Intercontinental Ta- Championship? Like, hashtag Miz for Universal Champion. Yes. Like, I, I kind of understand. I'm like, okay, I understand. You know, he, he does good with that title. He really does good, but I'm just like, I'm kind of sick of him winning that title. He needs another one. Really. He needs another one. So then we go backstage, back backstage, with APA's poker game. But this time, some superstars have been added to this poker game. So then we see MVP, Jeff Hardy, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, The Usos. And I think, um... Was it New Day there, too? Yes, the New Day were there, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it was after... No, they weren't at it yet. It was oh. just the... No, 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 they were there. And I think also, um... Ooh, Natty was there, too, during this poker game. And then Dana Brooke, too. Wait, we, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So anyway, yeah, they weren't even there yet. They weren't even there yet. So it was just... A, it was just MVP, Matt Hardy... I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy... And the SmackDown Live champions, the Usos. Pretty much, he Slater lost again. I forgot who won that poker match. So then we go back. Um, we go back to um, the. No, sorry. We go back to the uh, ring, and it's the Peep Show. Christian is back. And I'm just out. like, 
where is Edge? I love you, Christian, but where is Edge? So then uh, here comes the Raw Tag Team Champions, Jason Jordan. But Jason Jordan tries to talk, and pretty much it's the Raw After Mania all over again. Jason couldn't get a single word out without getting booed, and I'm just like, holy shit. My favorite thing was how Jason Jordan was straight up getting booed, but, like, Seth came out, and they're all like, yeah, Seth. And then, like, yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah, and they both sat down, and Jason, you know, tried to talk to the WWE Universe, and everybody was like, boo, boo. So then Sheamus and Cesaro came out, started talking, talking, talking. So then everyone's still booing. So then Sheamus and Cesaro took that and ran with it and pretty much started a you suck chant to Jason Jordan, but not for the good reason. No, for the bad reason. So (laughs) I'm just laughing. I'm just like, good God, poor Jason Jordan. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes poor little Jason Jordan. I think my favorite comment was like when Jordan went, my dad really doesn't suck. And I'm like, yes, I'm just like, no, he doesn't suck anymore, but he used to, but still Jason, you suck now. You suck all the way. Tides have changed and it's your turn. Okay. I was going to say it's your turn to suck, but that sounded really bad. Yes, yes, yes. It sounded really bad. (laughs) So then after that, I guess Jason couldn't take it anymore. Attack Seamus and Cesaro. Um, pretty much uh, Rollins had to interfere. He took out Seamus with a middle rope suicide dive and took the fight back inside for a knee to Cesaro, who was held down by Jordan, but Cesaro moved, and Seth inadvertently hit his partner in the face with his knee, and the bar made their way back backstage so so then while they're doing that i'm like is jason gonna turn heel like is this where he attacks seth and they turn heel like heel turn coming soon hoping maybe hoping (laughs) here's the hoping so then we go backstage and uh, um the raw women's champion alexa bliss is having her interview so then here comes Charlotte. And let me tell you, holy shit, Charlotte is a giant compared to poor little Alexa Bliss. I know she's only like five feet, but holy shit, yeah, I was Charlotte like, towers over her. She's like 5'10", because I had to look it up, and she's 5'10", I'm like, holy shit. She is tall as hell. And then you get one of the other biggest pops of the night. Here comes her father. Rick Flair and every all you hear throughout the whole thing is Woo and I'm just like yes Rick tell her tell her tell her He's look like when he first got out of his surgeries and he was out of the hospital he kinda looked really bad but now it's been like what a couple months? Yeah and I think he looks really like healthy now. And I'm glad. I'm kinda glad, you know, that he looks good. He looks good. He looks very good. I'm happy. Very, very happy. Yeah, I don't need him to die. Like, that's not okay. Nope. So then, uh, when hearing back, so then we didn't go pan back to the Manhattan Center. We hear back at the Manhattan Center that Mustafa Ali had a match against Mr. Lucha Lucha. I'm oh, sorry, I can't think of his name. I call him Mr. Lucha Lucha. I can't think of his name. 
Sin Cara? Huh? Sin Cara? No, the other one. The, uh, fuck, um. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I call him Mr. Lucha Lucha. I can't think of his name. His name just escapes me right now. I can't think of it. I've been trying um, to think of his name for like two days now. I can't think of it. Um, um, fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to call him Lucha Lucha for now because I have no fucking idea. Yep. So then we go backstage at APA Poker Game. So then it, the program game has brought in Natalia Titus Worldwide. And he Slater has continued to lose his money. But this time, Natalia actually wins that round. <laughs> and pretty much Dana Brooke says, I've been crushing the numbers and you have lost a lot of money. <laughs> so then uh, he got angry, pushed Titus. So then they walk out of APA's door. Just a door that literally just surrounds a non-existent wall. <laughs> like, there is no wall. There's just a random door. There's no wall. You guys are still knocking on it like it's a real door. It's a portal. Huh? It's a portal. It's a portal. So then we go back to the Manhattan Center and we had Bray Wyatt versus Woken Matt Hardy. He got a huge pop. Huge pop. I mean huge. He got a big huge pop. Everybody was going, delete, 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 delete. But he lost to Bray Wyatt. But I was just like, wow. 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 I think it's kind of sad that I just expect Bray Wyatt to lose now. Like, it's an expectation. And if he doesn't lose, I'm like, wait, what? But then I have found out Matt Hardy's first match was actually against Bray Wyatt's father. So I was just like, so revenge? <laughs> I'm guessing? It yeah, was- that's probably the way they were looking at it from the booking standpoint. It was stupid and it was weird. So then we go back to the Barclays Center, and here comes all of the women of pa- of wrestling, the past women's wrestlers. So then we get Except the for AJ Lee. Huh? What did you say? Except for AJ Lee. Again, no AJ Lee. No AJ Lee at all. No but AJ Lee. But if you include the fucking Bella Twins, good job, WWE. You make no fucking sense. Yes, we got the Bella Twins followed by Maurice, a very pregnant Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Jacqueline, Lily, Lillian Garcia, uh, Terry Runnels, and finally, Miss Trish Stratus, who and got Maria. a huge pop out of all of them. And no, they didn't get to interrupt no kind of women's match. Nope, they just had them go out there, stand there, wave and dance, and look pretty. And I'm just like, okay, thanks, Fix McMahon. Right, right. Good job. So then we go backstage to Elias. Nope, not yet. We go backstage and there is Jericho wearing his Jericho shirt, wearing his New Japan Pro Wrestling t-shirt. And I was like, Jericho is a genius. Not only are you wearing a New Japan Pro Wrestling Jericho Club shirt that's supposed to, you know, be off of the Bullet Club, live on WWE television without Vince McMahon getting pissed. I love me some Jericho. So then Elias goes by, you know, playing his guitar, and Jericho says, you know, that he's read him a song. And, you know, he takes his guitar and pretty much starts singing Elias a song, saying, you know, how he's stupid, how he looks dumb. And then he takes out the list. And Elias made the list. I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, ha, Elias made the list. Yay! 
<laughs> I just like how he sang it. It was that was I think that's what made it perfect that he fucking sang it to Elias. I was like, yay, Elias made the list. I was so excited. Usually I hate people getting the list, but he made the list and I was so excited. Oh my god. So then we go back and pretty much Elias is in the middle of the ring singing a song. And then all of a sudden, we're just waiting for someone to come. Like, who's going to come out and interrupt him? Because we all know he's not going to be able to finish his song. Who's interrupting? You know, you hear, dun, dun. I'm like, ah, fuck, it's John Cena. Damn it. I'm just like, God, fuck, it's John Cena. I wanted to come out. If he was going to come out, he should have used his old theme song. But whatever. Thugonomics. It'd be better than his fucking theme song now. You can't see me the time is now. That At least the other one sounded now? badass. This one just sounds like... What? At least the other one kind of sounded badass. Yeah, a little bit. So, then um, he came out and pretty much um, he said that... Uh, uh, sorry, John Cena came out and said, just like John, Brooklyn doesn't have any balls. And so... <laughs> We pan to the audience, and it is two beach balls that's being thrown around the room. And I'm just like, oh, no, it's beach ball mania all over again. I'm just picturing Amir right at that point. Whatever time he watched it, he was like, oh, motherfucker. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You can fuck right off, Brooklyn. Fuck right off. So then we get two, uh, pretty much him and Elias got into a big, huge brawl. There are two shoulder tackles followed by a five-knuckle shuffles, five, sorry, five-knuckle shuffle, but a blatant low blow dropped Cena to the floor. Pretty much uh, Elias hit him, hit John in the, well, forbidden area. And pretty much, uh, while Cena was on the floor, Elias broke his guitar on Cena's back. Followed by Elias the finisher, the drift away. And I was like, holy shit, did Elias really just get one off of John Cena? Holy shit, they're getting a push. They're getting a push. He's getting a push! That's yeah, all I, I cared about. Glad for once he didn't, like, bury him. No. It's good to see him destroy John Cena. I was really happy. I was like, holy shit, we're going to get a push. Elias, 2018 WrestleMania? Yes, please. So then we go and we have Heath Slater versus Rhino versus Titus Worldwide. So the brawl started out leading to a double disqualification for Heath Slater, Rhino, and Titus Worldwide. But then I hear spew! And here come the Dudley Boys. I'm just like, oh my god! Out of retirement for one night only. Out of retirement for one night only. And of course, of course he didn't. Of course they didn't forget to bring the fucking tables. I was like, yes, get the tables. <laughs> and everyone started chanting, we want tables. Clap, 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 clap. And I'm just like, just hold your fucking horses. So they put Heath Slater through a fucking table. It was amazing. I was just like, yes. Yes, yes, nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Of course, but, you know, you still have a fucking Royal Rumble on Sunday. Come on now. Let's get to that. Come on. Let's go. I, I still like how every time, like, they have a special show like this, Heath Slater always gets, like, the shit beat out of him. It was really funny. It was sad, but funny. So then we go backstage, 
AJ Styles is having an interview. But oh, no, no, no. Not just any interview. No, he brought back one of the best interviewers of all time. I am talking about Mina Jean Okerlund. And I was just like, yes! Mina Jean is here! So then, of course, AJ and, you know, AJ Styles goes, well, let me tell you something, Mean Jean. No, I'm just like, no, AJ, no, no. No, just stop. No. I know this is nostalgia, but no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So then we go back to the uh, Manhattan Center after like two, three hours. And of course, we get the, e- yeah, the DX have returned. Everyone, every single person. So then we know you get Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels starts, you know, trying to tell these stories. And Triple H is like, no, you can't say that. And by this time, everyone in the Manhattan Center is pissed off. Everybody mm-hmm. is pissed off. Let me tell you why. Because at the Manhattan Center, they barely were given anything, not even a dark match. You got The Undertaker, you had Matt Hardy match, you had one um, cruiserweight match, and that was it for like two hours. They literally just sat there and watched Raw on a fucking big screen. And I was just like, well, that's not fair. It's like, you know, the last 30 minutes of fucking Raw, that's when DX appeared. So... I'd be pissed. Everyone, like, if I paid that much for seats to sit in that arena and have, like, one mat, one, two, maybe three matches, whatever it was, like, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed, too. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm totally missing one. Uh, during Raw, we had Mark Henry come out with the Godfather. Pew, pew. I was so happy. I was like, <gasps> yes! I was like, pivot A, easy! Where's the whole train? I had kind of missed it because I had like ran to the kitchen for like five minutes. I know somebody's wife was there. Either he got engaged and had a wife finally. I don't know what happened. So I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, Godfather, Mark Henry, and some fucking woman, and it's not the whole train. It wasn't the whole train, so I was just like, whatever. I just wasn't the whole train. Wasn't you on Twitter who brought up that CM Punk was seen in the promos on Raw twice? That was actually me. Okay, that was you. Okay. I saw like I saw that tweet and then as I'm watching it it came up and I'm like what what, what did what? Yes, in the freaking uh while they were doing you know the pictures of you know throughout 25 years they had a picture of CM Punk during his uh pipe bomb and I'm just like that's literally three times you have brought up CM Punk in the past week. First you made him top uh top 5. He made the top 5 uh, most dramatic things to happen during, you know, best, no, best things to happen at Raw in the past 25 years. I think he was number two. His pipe yeah. bomb was number two. Then you had him in the beginning of the show when they, you know, going back through 25 years promo thing. And he would, that, he spotted, you know, I spotted him. I'm like, <gasps> Sam Punk! And then you showed him another picture of him during the pipe bomb. And I'm just like, that's three times. That's three times you've brought up Sam Punk. Right, I can't remember the last time he was even like, like seen, no or even mentioned on no. WWE, and I'm just like sitting there like, holy shit, holy shit. But I'm not giving my hopes up. But it was still cool to see. Yeah, he's never coming back, girl. We all know this. I know this. The whole entire universe loves this. He's never ever gonna come back ever. He's ever. too happy where he is right now. Huh? 
at least from my like from how I see it, he's too happy where he is right now, and I just know he got his ass whooped in less than two minutes. I want to see Punk versus Jack Gallagher in UFC. Please, Jack Gallagher could whoop his ass. Just if CM Punk, no, have this, have him go against Jack Gallagher. But if he loses to Jack Gallagher, he has to go back to WWE. Boom. Yes. Match of the year. Because if you guys do not know, Jack Gallagher actually has MMA experience, and he's 2-0. 2-0, which means he hasn't lost a single match, which I was shocked. I was like, little old Jack Gallagher actually has MMA experience? What? I need to see this. Definitely need to see this. Yeah, that's something that has to happen, yes, or it should does. happen. Yes, it does. So then we go back to the Manhattan Center, and it's the DX reunion. We have Triple H, Shawn Michaels come out, followed by the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog, Jesse James, Billy Gunn, and then Razor Ramon comes out, a.k.a. Scott Hall. But no, 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 no. You're not going to get Scott Hall when he first comes out. No, 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 no. We're going to go on a fucking commercial break as soon as a man makes his entrance. Because we're fucking WWE, and we don't give a shit about the fans. We like our money. Yeah, because fuck you. That was a pretty much a huge middle finger to the face. Like, huh, you pay all this money towards our, towards us in whatever way, and this is how we're going to fucking thank you for it. Commercial. commercial. Knowing that one of the freaking legends just came out. Nope, we're going to go to commercial. It's like, it's like Vince is back. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. Now. And I was. But no, like, why would you, other than for selfish reasons, there is no reason to put a commercial there. Exactly. During Razor Ramon's entrance, why? Just say it. Like, I don't want to kick the bucket or anything, but it's time for Triple H to step in because... There's just things that Vince does that I'm like, oh my god. Just go away. Vince needs to retire. Immediately. Yeah, it... It, it, it just, it was bad. So then, you know, during all that, all of a sudden, they do, I think they too sweet each other? No, not yet. No, no, no. He goes, you know, something, something. It was too sweet! And then, the Valor Club music has hit. And here comes Finn Balor and the Good Brothers, and I'm like, oh, no way! I'm just like, yes, dream matches. I'm just like, what are they gonna do? Are they actually gonna go each other, go at each other? Are they gonna too sweet each other? And and it was magical. They all too sweeted each other, and I'm just like, yes, it's my dream. <laughs> my dream has come true, ladies and gentlemen. They all too sweeted each other and it was absolutely amazing to see that to see that live oh my god oh my god i would have been like just marking out to no end i i don't know what i internet just broke the internet broke it broke seeing them all too sweet each other but then all of a sudden after they too sweeted each other all you hear is say yeah and i'm like oh no oh no not now not now. And pretty oh, much the burial of the revival began. 
And I'm oh. just like, oh, this is brilliant. This is beautiful. So pretty oh. much everybody in DX went at the revival, and it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. All I could hear, all I could think, or all I can think of is Cody Rhodes in the back saying, fuck the revival. <laughs> fuck the revival! Clap, 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 clap. It was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. It was absolutely amazing to see all of them do that. And pretty much he got hit, they got hit with a coup de gras and it was over. So then I was just like, alright, is that, is that how we're gonna end Raw? Is that how we're gonna end it? Just have them all two sweet each other after the match? Nope, 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 nope. Still wasn't over. And it was already like 11 o'clock. And I'm just like, oh my god. It's 11 something o'clock. End it. End it now. Yeah, but, no one needs to see Brock anyway. I don't care. So then we go back and it's uh, everybody all it's like they brought out the whole entire locker room so then you should see if you did not see the New Day make their entrance you missed out because Biggie literally just <laughs> Biggie's walk to the ring literally made me die I was just like I am dying I am dying <laughs> Biggie making his goddamn entrance what's the fucking best it was the fucking what's up best. guys Whoa, I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck that was. Stupid fucking recorder. Anyway, so Biggie New Day's entrance was literally the best. It was literally the best. I'm not going to lie. It was everything to me. Everything. I don't care. It was everything. <laughs> so... They all surround the ring, kind of like it was going to be like a lumberjack match. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So then we get Braun Strowman, Kane in the ring. And, of course, what do they do? They go to fucking... No, before that, they cut the commercial. And then they come back, and everybody's in the ring. Everybody. I'm like, so what is this? A lumberjack match? What the fuck is going on? So then, while they're standing out in the ring, all you hear is, ladies and gentlemen! And I'm just like, oh, here and we go. And it's time for Taylor to go jump off a cliff. Yes, that's when it's time for Tyler to go jump off a cliff. She was probably not pleased. Mm -hmm. So, pretty much, um, we get, what, three minutes of Braun destroying everybody. Mm -hmm. that, that's exactly what it was. Three yeah, minutes of Braun destroying not only uh, Kane, but also Brock. I'm like, how is Brock your champion, but yet you literally have him get destroyed every chance you get? Not okay. And then he wins at the pay-per-view. I will be shocked. I'll be shocked. So pretty much, um, what happened? So pretty much, uh, it, it was an all-out brawl. Uh, Brock, and pretty much, um, what happened? Uh, Strowman went after Brock Lesnar, but Lesnar duck took out Kane with one F5. Uh, Brian got hold of Lesnar, tossed him over the ropes, and then threw him towards the barricade before finishing him off with a running power slam onto the announcer's table. And huh. that's how they ended Raw at like 11.30. And I was just like, well, somebody paid for some overtime. And I was just sitting there like, well, that was totally nostalgia, but had nothing to do with the Royal Rumble. No, not at all. <laughs> nothing to do with the Royal Rumble at all. Except for like that it one last five-minute thing. It kind of left me like, what the fuck am I supposed to expect? Like, exactly. wh like, what's the feeling going into Sunday? Like, I just, there was nothing. I was just like, really? It Who was, books this shit? 
I was like, who the fuck wrote this episode? Whoever wrote this episode needs to be fucking fired. Immediately. Immediately. This was some bullshit. Bullshit. They hyped this episode of Raw, like, through the roof. And then it just kind of really let me down. I was like, that's it? That's what you got? That's what you gave us? That's literally Mm. what you gave us. Was some bullshit. It was... I was not happy. I was not happy at all. It was just... Shitty feeling. I I have to... I I was not impressed. I was happy with all the fucking nostalgia. But, other than that, I got nothing from this. I literally just got nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Like, the pops were cool, but, yeah, that... Yeah. Other than that... I got nothing from this. I was like, so what am I going to expect going to Sunday? Like, is somebody going to, like, is, is Braun going to pretty much win? Like, is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that Braun's going to win? So, I have to give this episode two and a half. Two and a half Bollywood boys. That's all That's all, That's all. all this episode gets. Taylor? I'm going to go with a two. I don't even, it doesn't even deserve a half of close to a three it deserves a two like it only got a two and a half because all the freaking stars all the nostalgia i felt but other than that it gets two and a half yeah i'm just like no i am like very dissatisfied with this episode i I, mm. so now it is time to answer your guys's question we asked on twitter to ask us some questions and now we're going to answer them so first question from Scotty Styles 29 he asked, do you think Stephanie McMahon and Roman Reigns will win the Rumbles this weekend, and will Braun finally capture the gold on Sunday in Philly? Taylor? What do you I'll think? start with this one. Um, Stephanie McMahon winning, no, because that's pretty much a huge slap in the face to, like, all the women who are participating, regardless if, like, they've been around for a while, or if this is like their second or third year, regardless, it's pretty much, it's like when Ellsworth helped Carmelo win, it would just be a huge fucking slap to the face. So, no, I see her being in it. Like, in my Royal Rumble predictions video, I put her in mine, but I do not see her winning it. Nope. Um, I do not think, I'm going to go with Taylor. I do not think Stephanie McMahon is going to win. Do I think Roman's going to win? I don't think so. No. He does. He does not have to win the Royal Rumble to go against Brock. Brock. I mean, Brock, yeah, Brock. Sorry, Brock. He <laughs> does not have. God damn! I keep getting those two mixed up because they both start with B. You're good. You're good. So, do I think he's gonna win? No. He already won last year, and everybody was already pissed. Trust me. When he came out number thirty, I was pissed. Uh, I yeah, was, I. I was pissed. I was like, "Fuck! Not this shit again!" Like. It's not. It's nothing against Roman personally. I'm just gonna get this out here because I feel like a lot of people think I hate Roman. I just I hate his character and how he's booked. As like a wrestler, he's improved in the last two or three years, like really well, I think. But it's just the fact that it's year after year that he gets shoved down our throats. That's what I'm sick of. Yeah. Not necessarily him as a person, but him as a character. Yeah. Um. Do I think Brian? Do you think Brian will win Sunday? Taylor, what do you think? I wish, but no, because again, this in again, like you said, and like I had tweeted earlier, no, you don't. He doesn't have to 
win the Rumble to face Brock, but Brock isn't going to drop it until Mania. Yep, and he's gonna rock, he's gonna drop it to Roman. We all know, we all know who's going against Brock at Mania. We all know who's gonna do it. So I do not think he's gonna win. Oh wait, yeah, I think he's gonna keep it all the way till Mania. Unfortunately, he'll have it for a good year. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. So yep. So all right, next question from Jay Miller. Jay Miller nine one one four one nine. What's up? He asked, "Who were you most excited to see at Raw twenty five, or who were you most disappointed not to see?" Taylor, we already know who you were not very disappointed. Yeah, AJ should have been a part of this. I don't care how you feel about her WWE. She should have been a part of this. But my favorite person that I saw was Stone Cold. Like when you hear that glass shatter, there's just something that makes you get so excited and like pumped for what whatever's coming so yeah that's my answer stone cold uh pretty much i was really excited to see almost everybody i was excited to see mvp i was really excited to see the boogeyman because even though he was very creepy i really really liked the boogeyman i was a big huge fan um and also stone cold because whenever you hear the glass break just like you said get ready and ass whooping is coming and it's coming very soon who was i not disappointed. Uh, who? Well, yeah, sorry. Who are we not disappointed? Most disappointed not to see. Two names: Lita, AJ Lee, Taylor. Did you hear that? Um, Lita wasn't even on the guest list. She wasn't even invited, which is bullshit. Like, that's that's so shitty. Like, you had Trish, but you don't have Lita. Like, and there's nothing against Trish, but I'm saying like, if you have Trish, why don't you have Lita? Exactly. Why the hell would you invite Trish but no Lita? Lita literally just Lita made the stepping stones for women everywhere. Why would you not? And why would you not invite um, oh god, what is her name? And I love her. She's in the new uh, Netflix series about women's wrestling. Oh god, what is her name? What is her name? Oh god, I forgot and I was a big fan. Oh, oh god, what is her name? Shit. She was like, oh, God. She was big, and she went against um, Michael Cole. Karma. Kong, yeah. She wasn't even invited either. Yeah, that's bullshit. It was she, bullshit. It was bullshit. And, of course, should. I was really disappointed not to see AJ Lee. I'm just like, AJ Lee literally was the longest women, sorry, longest Divas champion for most of her career, and you didn't invite her at all. I understand you don't like her husband, but you can't invite AJ Lee. Like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, okay, Nikki, I can kind of understand because whatever. Yeah, because she took her longest reigning oh, Divas Championship away from AJ Lee. Yeah. It still pisses me off. But why the fuck was Brie there? What did Brie do that was so revolutionary? Please explain Brian's that one. Brian's husband. I mean, sorry. Big deal. Wife. Big deal. Like, mm. she's a big deal. <laughs> Then why wasn't Beth Phoenix there? She's Edge's wife. Um, I don't know. That's a good question because she was like the first woman to actually be in a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, and then she was the first woman to have a tables match too. Like, what is... Oh my, mm. WWE logic, I don't understand either. It's okay. Um, we also have a question on our Twitter that I'm going to get to right now. Give me a second because I lost the other one. Um, from... Rich Lotta32, he asks, can y'all just throw 100 pounds of garbage on Enzo Amore for me, please? If we could, 
We would. Trust right? Because this I was trash. Right now, I just would. It, I wouldn't even hesitate to, to do throw it. all that garbage on Enzo and it'd be really, really funny. It yeah. would be. So we also have one more question on our uh, Twitter, on our brand new Twitter that we made today. You can follow us at TNT Podcast 2018 on Twitter. That is our Twitter handle. Please follow us if you want to know more about us. Uh, we have one more question from Robert Red Jr. with two Ds. Um, biggest letdown from Mars 25 last night. Oh, my God. The whole show. The whole show. The whole entire the Pretty much the women's part. That was a real letdown. Yeah. That was bullshit. Yeah. I, bullshit! There's so many women they could have included and they chose not to and it it just pissed me off. But I feel let down is to have them come out there and dance and wave. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? What is this shit? And actually, we do have one more question from my Twitter. Because I actually posed. Like, yeah, I, I was trying to get to your Twitter and I couldn't. My For some yeah. reason, my freaking Twitter shut down. What was the question? Please. It was from Joker of the South. Our brother, pretty much. Our brother. Um... This is for both of us. Okay. How many times a day do you reference wrestling? <laughs> Outside of Twitter. Outside of Twitter. Like, oh God. Maybe like five, six times a day. I get too excited. And then like the other day at work, TMZ was on and they were talking about how Brock's accused of something right now. And I just like started going off. My coworkers were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop talking. And then it's a, it's actually a two-part question. Um, the second part was, what what's your biggest influence in being a fan of wrestling? What made you both want to watch slash get into it? Okay, so it's a small little story. So pretty much I was a kid, and I used to watch Alicia Fox when she first came. When she first, first came to WWE, and she was an ultimate beast and then you know as a kid you know watching her win the divas championships and as you know a little black girl who lived in the hood where no one really watched wrestling watching her win that divas championship me you know running around going oh my god alicia fox won the divas championship i was so excited as a kid so it's pretty much because of alicia fox uh winning that divas championship i was like oh my god i fucking love wrestling oh my god like i had already liked wrestling because i had brothers but to know that a woman actually won a title, I was just like, Ugh. that is amazing for me. That was amazing. It was amazing to watch that. I was really, really excited. So definitely, definitely. What was it like? 2010-ish? Maybe. I think it was 2010-ish when she won. Yeah. I... Yeah, I had watched it before, like back in the attitude you know, Stone Cold and all that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, as a kid, you know, we watched The Rock, you know, Stone Cold, but then you know they actually started using women as wrestlers, not just sexual objects. And you know to actually you know watch her win a title, that excite me. And so that kind of just made me want to watch wrestling and really want to get myself into it. So that really made me want to watch wrestling a lot more. Is to actually watch it was the women winning title after titles that made me really want to you know get into wrestling. Taylor, what was yours? Okay, um, mine's a little longer, so I apologize if this okay, runs out. Okay, girl. 
I first started watching because I was at a friend's house and her family was like super into it. Never had watched an episode in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was 2001. Um, and it was a non-title match between Chris Jericho and Stone Cold. I remember that. And those two just like, I don't know what it was, but those two just made it like and it just it, like their characters and just like Jericho this larger than life character and then he had Stone Cold is this badass yes. and <laughs> yes and the, just the first time hearing that glass that break there's just like I was saying earlier there's something about when you hear it you're like oh, holy shit like so then I did my parents didn't have a lot of money. We'll right. just keep it at that. Mm -hmm. So, and wrestling wasn't allowed at my house, at my mom's house, because my parents were divorced. Right. So, I kind of like didn't watch it as much, and I kind of like lost touch until about mm, 2006. And then I lived in Cincinnati. Right. At, at this point, and I got to go to. HWA mm -hmm. in Ohio. And this is actually one of the first times I got to see, I didn't know it at the time, obviously, but that this is where like Dean Ambrose got his start as John Moxley and his character really just got me back into it. And one of the most relatable people that I've ever watched live mm -hmm. and then continuing to follow his career until he got to WWE. Right. Like, I have a whole YouTube video on it. I won't go into it, but because <laughs> I'm going to start crying if I do. But anyway, so then I kind of, and then I started to get back into wrestling, like WWE 2 around 2006 as well, because mm -hmm. I got in trouble because I ran around my house yelling, suck it to my dad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, and then in 2010, if we're going to like, because you were talking about women's wrestling, I really got into women's wrestling because of AJ, because that's how I identified. Like, I was the quiet, shy nerd in high school. Because mm. 2010, I started my freshman year. And it was nice to, it was a refresh. Like, Naomi was kind of along those same lines in the same NXT, NXT season three. Right. But I really, AJ just stood out to me and she made me laugh every time I watched her. So that really got me into women's wrestling. So yeah, that's kind of my story of how I've evolved in a way as a wrestling fan and which wrestlers kind of kept me going along. Yeah, and Freeman was like everyone's favorite, including mine. She made me laugh every every time. Just like, holy crap, she's a beast. Like, and she just was real. Like, she wasn't, she, I didn't get the fake vibe off of her like a couple, a couple of the other girls, mm -hmm. like um, Exana. I fucking hated her. Um, and then there was another girl. I don't even remember her name. That was because it was Oksana, some chick, and then it was AJ, Caitlyn, and Naomi. Right. But I can't remember the other girls. Is she had the Bella twins as her like professional? Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking remember her name, but I didn't like her either. <laughs> I don't like her either. So yeah, that. But yeah. Don't um, answer that question. Thanks for that question, Joker. So then we have one more question from Rollins Styles P1. He asked a two-part question. He asked, 
your NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble predictions. Let's get this out the way. Because I've already talked about NXT, but I have the card in front of me, so I kind of have my predictions already. So, okay. Let's do this. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. When is that, actually? When is that? Oh, never mind. It's Saturday, January 27th. Okay. What? Yeah, that. Yeah, that. That. Yeah, that one. (laughs) So, on the card, we have for the NXT Championship, we have Andrade Cien Amos versus Johnny Gongano, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling. Let me tell you. Um... I'm kind of, I have to go with Johnny Gargano. I, I, I was literally like the only one who was not happy when Andradas won the NXT Championship. I was the only one who wasn't excited. I'm just like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy with that decision either. Like, I I, I don't understand it. I, I don't I, understand that win. But and then he won. I was just like, whatever. It, it should have been Velveteen Dream because, you know, I love everything about the goddamn Velveteen Dream. So, yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. God damn. My list is low-key dying. <laughs> dying. All right, next on the list, NXT Championship Ember Moon, who I love, versus Shayna Baszler. I'm not happy about this. Why the fuck is she getting a goddamn title match already? She hasn't even been in NXT that long. She literally just, just arrived just debuted and already she's getting a goddamn title match why there's, why there's so many other girls down there who i would have rather face her like she, they don't necessarily have to win but like that's what this is what pisses me off about wwe mm-hmm. they have someone new who is decently talented but then they just skip over all the people who've been working hard for however many years and they're like nope this person Like, like, I understand Shayna's a beast. She's been choking people out in the performance center and all this other shit, but why the hell does she have a title match already? Why? I, I don't understand her. I, I can't, I, I don't know what, I, it, it I hope Ember wins. That's my prediction. I hope Ember wins. I hope it's a squash match. Yeah, just destroy her destroy Shayna. If Shayna gets the title away from Ember, I will call almighty bullshit. Because Ember has worked so hard. So hard. Do you know how many times she actually did a goddamn uh, interview for freaking WWE? Not an interview, but like uh, how many times she actually tried out for WWE and she kept getting denied. She did it like three, four times before they finally said yes. I was so happy. Like, if you did not read her story... On WWE.com, you need to go watch that video. Have some tissues because you're going to cry. Her story is amazing. And I'm it's so really- happy she's fucking champion. She deserves all the praise. All of it. Because she's fucking amazing. Amazing. Amazing champion. Amazing woman. I'm sorry. I'm a big Ember fucking fanatic and I don't care. Go kiss for my it. Ass. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Alright. Next, we have Adam Cole, baby. Versus Alistair Black in an Extreme Rules match. I can't pick. I can't pick. No, don't make me pick. I know, right? I love Adam Cole. Love him. Love him. Love him. But then we have Alistair Black in an Extreme Rules match. Oh, don't let me pick. Don't let me pick. That is one Brock. Like, 
if he faced Brock Lesnar, that is one Brock Lesnar match I would actually look forward to. Yes. But, oh, God, I can't pick. I can't. Mm, I don't want to. I don't want to pick against Adam Cole. I really don't because I love Adam. But, uh, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm going to have to go with Alistair Black. Oh, God. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I like you, Adam Cole, but I just I see a Lester Black winning this one, so I apologize. Oh, don't hate me. Please don't hate us. We love Adam Cole so much, and we also love Alistair Black. If you did not watch the Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream match, you missed out on one hell of a match. It was amazing. Go back and watch it because I could watch that match over and over and not get bored with it. Next on the list, we have NXT. For the NXT Team Championship, we have the Undisputed Era versus the Authors of Pain. Now, I have a feeling that we'll be winning because if I'm just going to put a, a little teaser out there. Not a teaser, a spoiler alert right now. They're getting called up to the main roster after WrestleMania, so I don't see why putting the title on them, knowing damn well they're going to be leaving in less than three, four months right. anyway. So, why yeah. put the championship on them if they're going to be leaving? I don't think they'll win. Nope. I kind of want Sanity to have the titles back, but I know it's not going to happen. So I say that Undisputed Era will keep the titles. Even yeah. though I love the Authors of Pain. Love them. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so, I, yep, that's the end of that one. And for our Royal Rumble predictions. Oh, God. So for the women, um, oof. I don't know. I don't know who I want to win. I mean, number one on my list, I want Naomi to win, but I know it's never, ever going to happen. They're not going to give her another push, and it's going to suck. Um, I'm Becky. Like, yeah, Becky, Becky, Becky would be my pick, just personally, but I don't think she's going to win, but that's who I'm cheering for. I'm cheering for either Becky or Naomi, because I love them both, but we all know who the true winner is going to be, and I'm not pleased, but it's I gonna, think it's going to uh, be fucking Asuka. Or Nia Jax. Either I'm really hoping that at the end we get Nia Jax versus Asuka again and then Nia Jax just throwing her over the rope and Nia Jax winning the first time of Women's Royal Rumble. I'm gonna, I would cry. I would cry. Because then we get Bestie against Bestie for WrestleMania. Ugh, it would be amazing. It will be a good match. It would be. And for the men, Royal Rumble predictions. Oh yeah, I forgot we have a full-ass card. This is like a five-hour fucking... Yeah, it's a fu- it's gonna be long. It's gonna be a long night. Well, now that we're now that they got rid of one match because you know Enzo's gone, so now Cedric can't get his goddamn title. Son of a fucking bitch! <laughs> Damn it, Enzo! Damn it, Enzo! First you get no, first you get sick, then you get injured, now you get fired. Now Cedric can't get his goddamn title from you. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I might just get drunk Sunday. Yeah, that might be a thing. Alright, so uh, for the men's wear rumble, um, I want Nakamura. I, want I don't Nakamura. want Nakamura, but that's who my pick is. I want Nakamura so we can get an AJ Styles versus Nakamura rematch. You know what I could see them New doing? Just piss everyone. Fucking New Japan. That's what I want. That's what I need. 
All right, so then we have the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar versus Kane, blah, 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 blah. My pick is Brock Lesnar, but I'm not happy with it. Done. Nope, not, not pleased, but Brock is going to keep his title. We all know WWE is never going to give the title to poor Braun, even though he does because... it all. Um, hey, by the, by the way, guys, fuck Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, we need our fuck Brock Lesnar for today, and there it is. Fuck Brock Lesnar. I'm done. Okay. Next on the list, we have WWE Championship AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match. Who AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I don't have him losing that title, especially. I have I have Kevin Owens and a- and Sami Zayn arguing over who should pin who should pin AJ for the championship, and then AJ getting up and pinning one of them for the one, two, three. And he keeps his title. Boom. Yeah. I don't think they will ever. Nope. They're, they're not getting a title. Nope, 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 and no, they're not getting the title. No, I no, just just no. That's my answer. All right, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, we have the Usos versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in a two out of three falls match. I'm hoping, hoping that either the Usos retain and then we get someone else try to go for the freaking um, title. I'm hoping that's that's what I want. I want the Usos to win, but I have a feeling that they're gonna put them on Chad Gable, Sheldon Benjamin after uh, one of the Usos brothers got arrested for a DUI. I think they're gonna try to punish him and take the title away from him, which is really gonna suck because I know WWE and their dicks and their assholes, and I think they're gonna get their title taken away from them by those two. Yeah, I'm gonna cheer for the Usos because it's the Usos, and I love their whole heel gimmick, but I think, I mean, it could go either way, I think, but yeah, I'm going to stick with the Usos, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yep. So I think that is now, oh wait, it's not even that long now, now that we got rid of one (laughs) match, because we got rid of the, uh, what? I don't think um, Alexa or Charlotte are putting their titles up. No, they're not in the, uh, they're not in the, uh, they're not in the room because they're both championships. No champions have to be a part of the room. No, I meant like, I don't think they're doing like a singles match. No. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that, and I'm guessing not, so. Yeah. So, um, I think that, um, I'm thinking, there's rumors tonight that Dolph Ziggler's gonna come back and challenge Bobby Roode for the title tonight. There's a lot of rumors that's going to happen tonight that Dolph Ziggler's going to come back and challenge Bobby Roode to get his United States Championship back after he relinquished it after the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. So, it, even though it has not been announced, um, if if that's the route they're going to go down, I really want Dolph. No, not Dolph, sorry. I want Bobby Roode to keep the title. That's, it's his first title on the main roster. Let him keep it. Let yeah, him don't... keep it. Dolph is believing, supposedly believing, so whatever. Yes, <laughs> whatever. Um, there might be a Intercontinental Championship rematch. I don't want it. I don't. If 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 there is, I don't want it. But yeah, it, I hope and pray there's no rematch. Just let Miz keep his title. Let him keep running his mouth. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Um, keep it. They can keep that match. Please don't let it have it. Well, I don't. They didn't announce it last night, so 
they won't be a, never mind, they won't be a rematch because they didn't announce it last night, so never mind that match. But if they do go down the route of having Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode for a rematch, then I want Bobby to win all day. Bobby should win, and it would be fucking glorious. Glorious. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I'm weird, you guys. I'm weird. <laughs> Is that everything? Taylor? I think so. I I don't think we missed anything. Did we did we miss anything? I I think we literally detailed this bullshit that was Monday Night Raw. It was complete bullshit. We will be talking about SmackDown Live. Probably we'll be recording tomorrow because Taylor, you have off work tomorrow, right? Yes. So yes, we will definitely be recording because I'll be the one that has to work. But after I come back from work, definitely. We'll be recording and talking about SmackDown Live because I have a feeling it's not going to try to do what Raw did and have a big-ass show. It's the SmackDown go-home show after, well, sorry, before the Royal Rumble. So let's see what the fuck they have in store for us tonight. And with that, I, I say we call this a day. Thank you for fucking listening to us ramble and ramble and ramble. Uh, thank you for supporting all of us. Sorry, <laughs> all of us. Yeah, all, us. all two of us. All two of us. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are utterly amazing. As fans, you guys are amazing. Please be on the lookout. We just made our podcast verified on iTunes. I'm so excited. I just checked like maybe like an hour ago. So we are now on iTunes. So if you have an Apple phone, you can listen to us. On the iTunes podcast app. I am so excited. <laughs> I think this year is going to be a really good year for it's us. It's going to be a good year for us. It's going to be a good year. Uh, definitely be on the lookout after Sunday. We'll probably, I don't know what day we're going to record, but just know our Royal Rumble, our Royal Rumble podcast is probably going to be long because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Because oh, I have God. a feeling they're going to screw us again. They're going to piss the both of us off. Because, you know, if we have gonna... attitudes and we get pissed very easily. <laughs> very don't easily don't piss us off that's number one kind of like Bron. don't touch us and don't piss us off <laughs> right Kira yeah she's looking at me yep that's right that's right so you can listen to us on Podbean TNT Podcast TNT with an A in the middle TNT Podcast on Podbean uh, TNT Podcast on Apple on Apple whatever uh, also on Taylor Talks on her YouTube and I will also sometimes upload it to my YouTube, which is Miss Molly's and we're four on YouTube. So there's a lot of places you can listen to us. And there goes my phone. My mom's calling me, but I will talk to her later. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities, people. <laughs> talk to your friends before you talk to your mom. Priorities. <laughs> if that's the lesson you take from this podcast, let it be that. Let it be that. Talk to your friends before you talk to your mother. And don't piss off Smiley and Taylor. And don't piss us off. That's number one. So, again, thank you guys. Listen to us. Catch us on Twitter. Taylor's Twitter is Taylor1114. Mine's is SmileyBabyBoo. And the podcast Twitter is TNT Podcast 2018, which is the year that, you know, we made this podcast successful. Not successful. That's the year we made this podcast and yeah, which is, we have a lot in store for you guys. A lot, a lot, a lot in store. So be on the lookout for us. Definitely. This is going to be one hell of a time. And SmackDown Live just came on. So 
<laughs> and one last thing, and if you don't know how to spell any of our like Twitter or Instagram names, they are on our cover photos for our Twitter and they are on our covers photos for our YouTube channels. Yes, they are. And they so, are amazing. Which are literally thousands. took me two hours and two redos to do those cover photos. Trust me, it took me all of my time to do it. Yes, I made those myself. It yeah, took me two hours to do it and two redos. So I'm very yeah. proud of myself. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You guys better appreciate it because she worked her ass off. I did. I'm not good at editing shit. So the mad, I can't believe that I did that myself. So, yep. So with that, we're going to end the podcast. Taylor, got anything else to say? No, I think that's it. I totally talk over you. Well, that. With that, wrap this up. This is part one. Be on the lookout for part two, which we will be recording tomorrow night after I get off of work, after Taylor comes back from her second home, which is the gym. Because, you know, Taylor is always at the gym. Where's Taylor? Taylor is at the gym. At the gym or at work. Pick one. The gym. <laughs> Alright, guys. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here. I've been smiling. This has been Taylor. This has been the TNT Podcast. Thanks for listening! We are out of here! Yeah.